When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean-Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hello, on this episode of How to Be a CEO, we're continuing our series looking at startup success stories. Pocket is a London-based fintech serving customers left behind by mainstream banks. It was launched in 2014, has more than 900,000 customers, and last summer it raised $10 million in funding. But it hasn't been all plain sailing. It's CEO Viraj Jatania spoke to the Evening Standards business editor, Jonathan Prynne. I thought it'd be useful for, for the listeners to just start off about when you first uh, thought about going into business and what was, perhaps you can tell us about your first, your very first business venture. So yeah, I mean, I grew up in a family business. My father and uh, um, my uncle set up a, a consumer goods business and, you know, I, I was uh, not born when they started it. I, I, I was born in the late 80s, but I used to go to the office and board board meetings from 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 a, from a young age and used to spend a lot of time uh, you know with my father uh, seeing what he was doing so i think that I, w- I would say kind of really you know set uh, set my grounding um, did, did you consider other careers or was it or is it always a, a no-brainer yeah i mean i, I think i i did but you know i i, I graduated uh, from ucl i studied computer science and management it was uh, 2009 uh, when I when I first graduated, and uh, it wasn't you know th- at that time everyone was going into banking jobs. You know it was all every, you know it was all about investment ban- banking. It wasn't uh, what we see today, where you know I think you have a lot more entrepreneurs or a lot more people going into uh, technology businesses. It was yeah having you know the financial crisis having just hit. It was it was not a great time to to to, to be in banking. So I actually started working with uh, with, uh, with my dad and was 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 working pretty closely with him. Uh, and that kind of really gave me exposure to sort of working with a you know with, with a great entrepreneur. We went through uh, a, a bit of an exit journey at that stage as well, from between 2010 and 2013 of the family business. So I sort of got a bit of a front row seat to that whole you know the, the, or, or sort of the end of that journey. Uh, but it was very inspiring to 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 see what can be built when you have you know pure dedication to. Uh, an objective and a goal. And after we sold the business, I uh, spent a bit of time working with my dad and setting up an investment holding company. But I, quite quite soon into that, for me, I, I, I wanted to build something. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And, and, and the kind of inspiration for Pocket came from 
things that I'd sort of seen really growing up because our family business operated in, you know, a number of, it was all in consumer goods, a number of emerging markets such as, you know, Nigeria, uh, India. We spent time in sort of Yeltsin era, Russia, pre-boom Dubai. So, you know, in a number of markets that um, were, you know, really emerging. And one of the things that um, we saw, and I spent a lot of time in these in these places, was, uh, you know, the, the struggles that, consumers faced uh, you know who where they were restricted to to access to mainstream financial services and banking services you know so people were paid in you know cash and you know checks and into family members accounts in these countries i started to uh, look into the space in a, in in a, in a lot more detail so it's you know 3 to 4 billion people globally are financially you know underserved pretty much every country and economic bloc has a has a huge challenge when it comes to this so you have you know, 100 million people in the us 125 million people in europe uh, you have you know obviously huge markets in countries like india nigeria and you know other markets that we that we've sort of operated in so it felt like there was a big global market opportunity but also a big big opportunity on our doorstep in the uk where you have uh, probably the bottom half of adults so sort of 20 22 million adults who are really poorly catered for when it comes to to, to mainstream financial services so everything from kind of banking to lending to savings insurance products uh, and and i then sort of spent a bit of time talking to banks to understand kind of you know how how were they uh, uh, um, addressing this problem and what were they doing and it and it became very clear uh, in those discussions that they didn't really have a real interest in servicing this segment of consumers uh, you know post 0809 you know there was a real focus from banks to kind of really stick to their knitting uh, and that and and that kind of me- meant there were opportunities for people like us to, to 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 come into the market so with my entrepreneurial childhood in terms of growing up sort of with a family business this opportunity we'd sort of spotted and then kind of all the all the facts on the ground and 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 then with the evolution and kind of fintech and technology it just felt to me that there was a no-brainer to 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 sell out of pocket and then that's why we launched in uh, in, in in 2015 and uh, at launch you um, you managed to persuade Alex Ferguson to in- invest in the business what what impact did that have in terms of publicity and also what was it like dealing with someone so high profile for sure it has a great impact you know when you have a uh, such a respected individual to, to sort of support your company and we obviously really benefited from that and it you know added a, a lot of credibility alongside a lot of the other great the other great investors that we've uh, we've had in the, in, in the business and yeah it was it was something that he was excited about that we were building and I uh, you know and, and something that I discussed so with other members of his family uh, that they were excited about, and so it was, you know, it was a, it was a, it was. It's always been a pleasure, sort of dealing dealing with them, and and and, and very straightforward. And yeah, it, you know, as a Manchester United fan, it, it was a great thing to to be able to do. How did that connection come about? Uh, it was just through some mutual friends. I think as an entrepreneur, you've got you've got to kind of always be meeting people. You've got to be, you know, sometimes you'll think you're going to a meeting that doesn't have necessarily a, a, a direct output. But as you build your kind of network and your um, your contacts, you just never know what might come around the corner. And this, you know, this was sort of something that happened purely by chance. And you know, someone introduced us, and I'm sort of very grateful to that person for for, for doing that. And and you've obviously grown quickly, very quickly since that launch uh, a few years ago. What are the sort of key lessons that you would uh, um, 
give to, to other people perhaps starting on that journey now? I think in the early days, as a CEO, you have to be very scrappy. You know, the, the, the usual entrepreneurial story, you kind of do everything from, you know, making the teas and coffees for meetings to, you know, uh, pitching for investment to trying to build big partnerships. So I think, you know, you, you, you have to do that and you have to understand what it takes to, to, to operate your business. And, you know, I've done customer service. I've gone and sat in customers' homes to learn about how they manage their money. You know, you, you, you have to, and I think it's really important in the early days to be to be that in the detail and that close. And then I think, look, as you evolve, the challenges change, right? And uh, I think for me, a lot of it comes down to people. I think you've, you, you know, you've got to build a great team and, uh, and, and you've got to uh, find people who will challenge you, who will, uh, you know, are smarter than you, will be complementary to you. I think those. I think that's the biggest thing that I've seen because as you get bigger, you can't you can't be in everything and you can't do everything. So you've got to find those people who you trust and who you know add their experience and their value into the business. And uh, so for me, I think the, the the biggest aspect has been has you know one of the biggest aspects has been really finding great people to partner up in the business with me to, 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 to help drive this forward. And I think the, um, the other thing that changes is sort of you know, where you spend your time um, for uh, a business like ours, especially a sort of financial services business. You know, we have regulatory, you know, regulatory aspects that, that we have to be thinking about. So you, know, you, you spend your time sort of interfacing with, uh, with regulators, with trade, trade bodies, uh, you, you know, obviously we have, we've, you know, we've raised about $50 million of capital into the business. So you're spending your time with uh, existing investors, with uh, new investors. Uh, you're trying to hire the best talent. So you're always speaking to people. You're looking at other strategic opportunities, whether, you know, different types of partnerships. So, you know, distribution partnerships, things like that. So you, 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 you sort of are at a slightly higher level and, and, and you, you know, but it's really important for you to be the face of those conversations. And I think that's obviously, that's a very different skill set to being in the minutiae of the detail. Uh, and I think that's, that's really how it evolves and the changes that you get as you, as, you know, as you scale up and grow. Do, do you miss those early sort of entrepreneurial experiences now that you have to spend a lot of time in meetings, as you say, with regulators and shareholders and, and other stakeholders? <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think you do miss it uh, sometimes. Uh, for me, the product is, is the bit that I get, I get really excited about. And so I, I, spend quite, I do still spend quite a bit of time with our, with our product team uh, to, 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 you know, to really make sure that we're building the best products and we're, we're you know, making sure the customer journeys are great, that the wording we use is good. You know? So I think you, you find your sort of little bit of time in, in your week to kind of spend you know, the bits that still really excite you. Uh, but you just obviously don't have as much of that time available anymore to be, to be doing it day in, day out. So I think it's important you still have to stay close. You know? We'll have a short break now. Hit your follow button to make sure you don't miss any episodes of How to Be a CEO. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Like any business um it's no secret that pocket has you've had you've had you know good times and, and not such good times you had some headlines uh, a few years ago when um that when the financial situation was tougher um talk us through that period and um the sort of extra stresses and that that brings uh, and and how you got through it. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think the most stressful period uh, and, and probably the period you're alluding to was was sort of around uh, 2020. To sort of share the kind of in sort of the details, we were we were we were quite close to um, completing quite a big uh, quite a big funding round and in um, uh, right when COVID hit, and uh, that ended up not happening because when you know when COVID first hit, it was you know. No one saw the stimulus that was going to be put in by governments. No one saw, you know, the the way the stock market was going to rally back. So uh, when it happened, there was a lot of panic, uh, and that resulted in us losing uh, our our investment round that was, you know, sort of quite close to to to, to happening. Uh, and so that was a, you know, that was a that was a tough that was a tough moment. Uh, we 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 had to, um, you know, really come up with a plan of of how. We were going to sort of get the business to to closer to break even, um, and that was really you know we had we've had great and supportive shareholders, but that was sort of a prerequisite uh, from our shareholders to say that look we're we're happy to support a plan, but it has to be a plan that that makes sense. Uh, and I think you know in that in that moment you really realise you know how much you can you can do with your team by by sort of motivating them by being transparent by talking about things you know in, in real terms the way the way they are uh, and so you know we 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 built a plan uh, that you know did, didn't did involve cutting cost in the business and really kind of focusing on our core really thinking about how we're going to optimize revenue um and and have a really careful handle handle on costs and you know i, I, I i'm sort of really proud that we were able to do that it, obviously it it has it involves very tough conversations you're losing some people who you've worked very closely with it's never it's never easy to go through those situations but you know i think you have to um take into account the 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 the, the circumstances which we're in you know we're in in, in a pandemic that nothing you know had never been seen before therefore you know requires drastic action um so yeah so 2020 was definitely a tough year we also uh, a few months after that had the uh wirecard scandal which you know i'm not sure if you're familiar with but um we used wirecard as one of our banking partners and they they had an issue where you know they had a, a major gap on their balance sheet and 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 that led to 
them sort of really not being able to kind of stay in service for very long. And so we had to migrate away from them. So, you know, 2020 was definitely a very challenging year. Uh, but, you know, I think you've just got to have resilience, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, I've seen that watching sort of my father build his business over the years. It's, you know, you, you never, you know, it's never one trajectory that you're always, always going and, you know, up to the right. It's, it's, you know, things, things can go, things can go down or you can have difficult years. And 2020 was definitely our difficult year. Was there ever a moment, as you say, I mean, COVID was a totally unprecedented set of circumstances. Was there ever a moment where you thought, wow, we're not going to get through this? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually, um, so the, the COVID bit, I felt there was a path through it. Um, the, the the wire card one was was the was the one moment I think the the one and only moment um since I've been running the business that I felt oh I'm not quite sure how we're going to get through this because it was it was it was so out of our control and it was you know the FCA were quite involved and um, you know they put a suspension on their license for for four days it ended up being four days but we didn't know that when it when it first happened so you know that to me felt like the uh, uh, the one moment where I thought, well, we're not, you know, you may not make, you may not make it through this and it's actually got nothing to do with you as a business. It's something, you know, completely um, sort of, you, you couldn't have seen it coming. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and in that moment, again, I think sort of the resilience is, is, is really important, but the, 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 the best piece of advice I actually got during that, that moment was about over communicating to customers. Uh, and, and, you know, we really ramped up the amount of communication we were we we were we were sending to our customers via texts and emails and at notifications in our app, uh, and we really really communicated sort of all the time to sort of keep them you know whilst we understood it was a really difficult situation for them to be in for us to be in, but we were trying to give keep them in the loop as much as we possibly could, uh, and I think that helped us because we actually you know when things came back on after a few days. Uh, we 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 you know we we hardly lost any customers, which was which was quite amazing, and I think showed showed the sort of the 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 you know the the resilience of 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 the team and the business, but also the product and that you know the important role it plays in our customers' lives. Uh, so yeah, that was that was definitely a, one of those moments, I would say. <laughs> well, you did get through it, and and here to tell the tale. What yeah. um, and how do you see? What are your ambitions now for the? for the years ahead and and where do you hope the business to be in in five and or maybe 10 years time yeah so you know we're we're really focused on uh i would say kind of two primary objectives uh one is uh you know as i mentioned we have about you know over nine hundred thousand customers uh which is yeah, a, a great achievement but there's still so much more to do and so and and as i mentioned the 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 target market in in the UK alone is is sort of close to is twenty million people. So we 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 feel like we're just scratching the surface on uh, from that perspective. And so we're we're really thinking a lot at the moment about how we grow and 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 uh, get our get our 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 product into more customers' hands. Uh, and so you know that's a lot about thinking around you know how we how we improve our marketing and how you know which uh, at the moment we do. Most of our marketing comes through word of mouth and some some digital advertising. We're looking at now going a bit more above the line and you know looking at, at a number of different initiatives. We're doing some large scale partnerships, which are going to yield big customer numbers for us. So there's a real focus on on that. And 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 secondly, the other big area that we we're focusing on is about uh, the products that we offer to our customers because you know we know there's so much more that they need. We offer quite a bit today, but. The, the the segment that we serve really the main challenge 
they, they, the sort of common thread challenge they have is, is sort of cash flow volatility. So we're um, really thinking about how we help them solve that problem. And, and that's sort of either giving them access to more money, which is typically sort of lending products. And then there's um, the other side of that equation is how do you help them do more with the money that they have? And so that's you know, helping them to save and budget and financial education, you know, have insurance products to cover rainy days. Um, you know, helping them have savings accounts so they can earn a bit of interest on 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 the the deposits that they do have. So you know, there's there are so many products and 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 services that we're building out. So we're really really focused on that. Um, and that's and 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 you know, when when I kind of think about our sort of five year kind of objectives, it's really about building a, a, a the market leader. Uh, for financial services for this underserved consumer segment in the UK, uh, and and we you know we think there's a really big opportunity and an opportunity to go deep and wide in, in the UK market, uh, and then you know we do have international aspirations as well. So I'm 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 very hopeful that in that in that sort of five year timeline we'll be uh, you know operating in a couple of other uh, other markets as well. But you know we want to be quite careful about how we choose which markets uh, we go into just you know financial services is very uh, obviously very highly regulated but also uh, it is um, you know it, it's culturally very different from country to country that was Viraj Jatanya speaking to the evening standard business editor Jonathan Prynne how to be a CEO we'll be back in two weeks we'll see you then Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.